heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. When uh, you know, when we started to see this oppressive behavior in in our country initially, you know, first it was sort of a double take, uh, triple take to really understand what was really happen happening here. You know, it, it seemed like a power grab initially when the whole COVID thing went on. And of course, remember now, this this straddled two administrations, both the Republicans and the Democrats, recall, with this pandemic. So it wasn't just one political party. Uh, it was the whole system sort of collapsed. And I think a lot of us, we'd never seen this in our nation, so we were a bit aghast. But, but here's the shocker, really, think about it, is the whole world was lock and step on this. I mean, that's what was stunning to me. Like, like, the whole world, people, like, yeah, the whole blue marble, that is. Everybody was lock and step with the craziness that was going on. So that's kind of where it started initially was, you know, in, in my mind, where it was strange and difficult to unravel this all when it was absolutely everywhere. And some of the behavior we started seeing actually even in, in countries like Italy, and Germany. And, you know, we're talking Western uh, governments here and, you know, we're eye opening. And then, of course, you know, the UK, England, uh, brothers and sisters there and to see what was happening. And it was really you just couldn't. Really, could you wrap your mind around it? I certainly couldn't. I, I thought, you know, in fact, there were times I thought that, well, perhaps they know something I don't know. Perhaps we are in a heap of something. I don't know, but it seemed to me the measures that these nations were taken and these quasi supposed to be free leaders, dictators were taken. uh, It was stunning. I mean, the world was really going through this moment, this metamorphosis. And what would it be like coming out the other side? I wondered, you know, what would we look like? What would we be? So that that's where a lot of this started here. And then, you know, as the pandemic pushed forward, you know, it, it, all right, listen, listen, listen. It was all the lockdowns, the mandates, the stand in line, do your thing, mind your own business. You know, it was all of that. Get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the next vaccine, get the booster, get the booster, get the booster, wear your mask. It's, it's crazy time. Absolutely crazy time. So I've been kind of on the sidelines here. That's a game I was not going to play with. Now, I love to be in the game always, but my fellow Americans, that is something I was just not going to participate in. Listen, for the record, I don't wear a mask. And I told you that. Yeah, to the point that even on one Friday night, when I was out with my, you know, my teenagers and my wife having trying to, we had a reservation and you know, how many people do you know would go to four or five restaurants in one night to find somebody who wouldn't make you force you to put a mask on to walk, you know, 30 feet to a table? I'm not going to play that game. And I actually went to that many places one night. I said, I'm not doing it. Not wearing your damn mask. You know, I'm on to your game. So I never partook in that. And I never did 
you know, the vaccines or the boosters or any of that or the passports or any of that business. I never did that as well. And quite frankly, I never even had a PCR test swab. I never even had one of those things stuck up my nose. I never not going to do it. I, I don't even like the sound of that. Uh, putting that stuff for what? Not doing it. You know, call me what you want. I prefer patriot, God-loving person. Yeah, but, you know, rebel, pain in the ass, whatever it is. But I'm not playing in that other world. Wasn't doing it. So Liz, that's kind of where this thing starts. And then I, I just, I still can't get my mind around how we've become so unglued. And now they're talking like, for instance, you know, uh, my son will always say, well, you know, can we plan a holiday, dads? We want to go X, want to go somewhere here, you know, dying to get out of Dodge, obviously. Everybody wants to breathe again and get back to some normalcy. He said, well, can we? I said, and of course, he's the same as I. So, well, that always happens, isn't it? The apple never fa falls far from the tree, doesn't it, really? You know, he's a conservative young patriot and not ready to put anything on and pushes against the entire system. And, you know, uh, because he knows what's right and what's wrong. But he'd say, you know, can we travel somewhere? I said, I am not going on a plane. I am not traveling with that thing on. And I'm not going through all of this regiment of nonsense. So I'll drive, but I refuse to fly. Fly your friendly skies. You can keep it, people. I'll take a darn car at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, this doesn't mean I'm flying to the West Coast or around country, around, you know, the world yet. But uh, at some point, I'm hoping the world will come back to its senses. And if it doesn't, people, well, I'm going to find another planet to get on. I'll tell you what, because I ain't staying on this one. All right. I said my piece, right? Hmm. Wow. Uh, how, do you feel the same way or you feel different? Hey, how do you feel out there? I mean, does it make any sense? It, it is, what does the future hold for us all, I guess? And so you see the, the recent story of, um, I mean, this was stunning to me. This is another one. Boris Johnson, the prime minister of, you know, UK, comes out. And I mean, I did a triple take on this one when I seen that story. It's a bad story. Somebody got it wrong. You know, I mean, I, I didn't, looking at it, when I seen it here just the other day, I thought, can't be right. You mean he's given up everything? You mean... You don't have to have mandates. You mean you don't have to stand in line? You mean you don't need the passport? You mean you don't need any of that anymore? What happened? Did he hit his head? Did he fall down, knock himself over? What happened? Somebody threatened him? You know, what really did happen to Boris Johnson, I wonder? Why, why that big turnaround? And I wonder how that ripple will come around the world. Will that ripple come back over the seas here, the, the pond, and hit Washington, D.C., maybe? <laughs> Don't hold your breath, people. I'm surely not when you have a, a Marxist regime in there. I, I sort of doubt it. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe he starts a new trend. Maybe the others will follow suit. I don't know. Let's talk a little bit today, my friends, about this craziness that's going on. And, and what do you think about these vaccine passports they're pushing and people demanding to know whether you're vaccinated or not and all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, joining me on the show today, we'll have Dr. Lee Ming Young will be here and Dr. Stephen LaTulip as well. Uh, I want to start with the England story, um, the, the Boris Johnson and a, um, uh, an op-ed we have up on the platform here, England's COVID liberation, real or ruse? And that, that is the question, is it real or ruse? And, uh, you know, wh which is it exactly? Uh, Dr. Stephen Latulip joins me now. He's a physician, board certified in family medicine, retired United States Air Force officer and an ordained minister. 
author of the book, Unity Without Compromise. I always love saying his credentials because you can't say that about a lot of people. My brother, Stephen, you can't say that about a lot of people. I mean, he's got such a great back, backdrop, you know. His uh, program, Unity Without Compromise, uh, fantastic, airs on Saturday, Sunday, noontime, Eastern time, here at Anywhere in the World on iHeartRadio or our apps media player. You, you know the drill there. You know, and there's an encore at 5 p.m., by the way, Unity Without Compromise. Also his book, and you get that in the bookstore or any bookstore for that matter, Unity Without Compromise. Boy, that is a title for the times here, uh, Dr. LaTulip, when you, you, we talk about unity without compromise. Yeah, you, unity, uh, you know, with, uh, like, are we going to compromise on what right now? So what do you think happened? Let's get right to the point of uh, England and uh, the prime minister there, Boris Johnson. What do you think really happened at this turnaround? Was you as shocked as I was? And what, what do you think the root cause of this was? Well, Malcolm, um, I think I, I was surprised uh, just as you were and perhaps just as the entire world was. I mean, this was an unexpected, sudden, cataclysmic turn of events and in a favorable uh, direction. That was just incredible. And truthfully, I, I mean, whatever the motive of Boris Johnson, uh, putting that aside for a second, I would just like to commend him uh, to the world and say, wow, he did the right thing. And it took a lot to do that. And the question is, what really motivated him to do that? Um, nobody really knows. And I think that's why everybody is scratching their heads, asking where in the world did this uh, come from? What happened? What caused him to suddenly completely change direction, completely shut down the entire uh, COVID political uh, world. It was um, a breath of fresh air for sure, but I do have some cause for concern, and I think we all do. Yeah, because anybody who takes those extreme steps uh, and, uh, and does the kind of things, because he was, at, you know, as I was watching him out there, Dr. O'Tulip, I, you know, one thing I noticed is he was, he was and the government there in the U.K., they were on the forefront, a lot of this oppressive behavior that was uh, rippling around the world. I noticed that, and it really shocked me. I, you know, truth be told, I, I thought they were going, I mean, when I started seeing some of the things they were doing, I really, it was even more aggressive than some of our, I think, and correct me on this now if you disagree, but I think some of it was even more in your face than even what DC was doing. Is that cor a correct statement or? Oh, absolutely. Uh, look at the atrocities that were occurring in London. I mean, the, the, it was spurring people on to become violent, to say, no, we've had enough. We're fed up with this. And I think that actually the people at the grassroots level really had a tremendous impact. And I think that was the primary impetus to turn this around. You, you think the people itself and the I, voices got too loud, you think, for them? I do. And I think that Boris Johnson was under a tremendous amount of pressure hmm. to just knock it off, if you will, because the fact is, as you said, this is all uh, craziness. Uh, I recently attended a Freedom Doctor conference and I heard uh, a good word from Dr. Robin Armstrong, who is uh, running for Senate, the state Senate in Texas. And he said, this is nothing more than a political game. And I had to agree with that, but I 
added to that and said, yes, it's, it is a game, but it's a very deadly game. There's a lot of people who are being killed in one way or another by this whole scenario, uh, by everything that has played out as a result of Dr. Fauci's uh, direction that he his advice that he gave to the world it killed millions of people across the world and it was wreaking havoc and at the root of of it all is a very uh, evil agenda and i believe it firmly that uh, they were pursuing a globalist uh, uh landmark you know they want to achieve a one world order and in order to do that they do have to take down the united states of america but mm. nonetheless boris johnson um, I think he finally had to, to face the music and say, OK, uh, I surrender. I'm going to give in to this. And so we're just going to knock it all off and let's see what happens. And I think it, the real curious thing in my mind is where is this going to go? As you said, what impact will this have on the rest of the world? And how about the United States? I, too, am not. Uh, highly encouraged that anything will change here because remember America supposedly the most powerful, most advanced nation in the world has suffered the most harm from Corona mania. Can't see him on a phone uh, with Biden. I, I just can't see it. And him coming away with this conclusion, obviously this is a decision he made on his own. He certainly didn't have the agreement and the, uh, the, the handshake with Washington DC. You think <laughs> No, absolutely. And, and let's face it, Boris uh, Johnson has shown his true colors in the sense that he has, he has shown the world that he is very willing and capable of causing a lot of inhumanity to men through his own laws that he implemented. He allowed it to happen. He endorsed it. And he there is blood on his hands for what he has done in the past. Now, is he repentant? Is he sorry for what he did? Is he regretting it? Um, I don't know. Only God knows the heart. But we are certainly instructed to judge people by the fruits of their labors, by what they actually do. So I think that time will eventually expose uh, Boris's actual true intent, and it will expose his heart. And if this is an enlightenment, if this is a, a conversion to uh, the side of being a truth teller and a freedom advocate, then I am thrilled if this is what really has taken place. It's a mess what's going on in the world. And this is what really gets me is how, how, so many of these Western leaders were lock and step. I, I still can't get my arms around that. I mean, it seems a little trite to say, well, you know, it's a globalist movement, Malcolm. I mean, and that's and I, part of me says that to me, to myself, because I talk to myself all the time, as you know, out there. And I'm part of that says to myself that. And I, then I think I say, well, come on, it can't just be that, can it? I mean, was this just the time that all of a sudden they said, yeah, let's just all wake up and we'll, we'll have a globalist, uh, you know, rendezvous here and take over the world. Uh, is it? Remarkable. I don't know. Let's bring Dr. Li Ming Yang on now here. She's an independent virologist. Uh, our dear friend, she was the whistleblower who called out the China Communist Party and all their evils. They're at the center of hell. If there ever was a group, this was it here, the CCP. Uh, they run Satan's playbook on a regular basis, I'll tell you. Ask me how I really feel. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, you know, 
Dr. Lee Ming Yang, we talked, stay on Boris Johnson a moment in the UK. This news that came out that they changed, I mean, just totally, it's like, it's like they just took a deep breath. It's like they had all these toxins built into them. It's like this big person all of a sudden, like, ah, and it all just blows out of them all of a sudden. I don't know. That's what I get with Boris Johnson's announcements all of a sudden. Like somebody held him hostage or something, his brain, or took him over for a while. What do you make of these Western leaders really follow? Because China has got to be laughing. Xi Jinping and his cronies out there, they've got to be laughing at seeing the Western world, Dr. Li Mingyang, and how they how they have fought this thing and how it just, how, how they've been, you know, handling all of this COVID business. I mean, this was a dream come true for them, for China. Speak about Boris Johnson and this, uh, the, these Western leaders and what they're doing. Your, your thoughts. Hi, Malcolm. Uh, what I think is actually now we just need to focus on the policies. As Dr. Stevens said, we really don't know the politicians' motives, but if these policies are good for the public health, then we definitely support it. The thing is, we went through this pandemic for over two years until now, and I really think people should learn a lesson that you should not trust your politicians' individual motives, <laughs> but you should uh, try to improve the system of your government. And you see that uh, in the past two years, yeah, the Western people, they realize things went wrong. And then they know they were cheated. They're full of misinformation. And we have seen that, uh, for example, in Australia, the government also talk about, yeah, CCP did something, CCP infiltrate. They have done something to handle it. UK also, they recently arrested even one of uh, the CCP top agents. However, when you see the policies, they still push some mandate things. I mean, you will feel it's, it's kind of uh, something you really cannot understand why when the government realized the things come from China and it was malicious, uh, released to your country to cause the chaos, and why cannot you let people get treated, but instead you just want to push the mandate policies, mandate mask, mandate lockdown, mandate vaccines. <laughs> then you can understand that Actually, this kind of decision never been made by the politicians, uh, the individuals. However, this is the result actually come out uh, from the power behind them. And also, if your country doesn't have the good system to protect your people, then this kind of things will become true once the disaster happens. What I want to say is in America, we have just went through something uh, very, very surprising and uh, we feel very happy about the result that your superior court uh, said there, is, there should not be those kind of mandate vaccine, uh, vaccine policies in America. So since this is the final step, we see American constitution protect American people's freedom and human rights and your democracy. But yeah. if you rely on certain politicians to do this, no matter how democratic this country was, finally it will go to the same end as the Chinese Communist Party. That is a very typical example for all over the world to show how the leaders, 
how cruel the leader can be if they become the leader in such centralized country. Yeah, I mean, your point about not trusting any of these politicians moving forward, I mean, uh, it is sort of damage control at this point. And I wonder, you know, Dr. LaTulip, when we look at always, you know, speaking of both of you now, when we look for the silver lining, I mean, listen, as patriots and as, as God-loving human beings, we always look for the silver lining. We always look for the opportunity to praise God and move the agenda forward and to, to lift people up. Uh, rest assured, I mean, and I'm wondering how now, so on one side of this, I'm wondering how we ever trust, we talk about Boris Johnson, talking about our own leadership here and our own politicians, as you say, and a lot of these Western governments that are really strife with ignorance. I mean, you come right down the line, of, you know, again, looking at Italy, Germany, Spain, all these European countries have tipped over the other side. Uh, and the death and destruction from all of this. Uh, Australia, again, I mentioned earlier, New Zealand. I mean, wow, wow, wow. What's happening all over the world. And it's it's almost like they all started drinking from the same well somehow. And it's like nobody was speaking out against all this. I mean, Boris Johnson being one of the first here in, a, in his quick decisions uh, to try to, well, I guess, reverse course on a lot of this insanity, but the damage has been done. As you say, Dr. O'Toole, how, you know, you know, do you forgive? Well, you know, there's a point to forgive, but how do we ever forget any of this? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure we can. And right now I, I'd like to transition a little bit to talk to both of you about this push on vaccine passports and also you know, this need of these governments to control people. And that's really the, the cause and react of all of this that I am seeing. And I don't see that lightening up. Um, I don't, I don't know if he came out specifically with any uh, uh, decision uh, on uh, the, the passports, but they're still pushing for that. And there's a lot of places they're demanding, they're breaking every HIPAA law we ever had. And privacy to ask all this stuff. I mean, your, your colleges are doing it. Your business and corporations are doing it. Your governments are doing it. What, what do you say? I mean, that's, it's a bad recipe, Dr. Latulip. Yeah. I totally agree. And um, you, you know, Malcolm, I I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on uh, what you said at the beginning of the show that um, I have never um worn a mask of any type outside of a surgical suite. If I'm doing a surgery, I've got a mask on. It's a standard. It's just so that I don't spit inadvertently into the surgical field. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, I refuse to mask. And so when I went to that conference in Texas, guess what? I live in Oregon. I drove to Arizona. Then I drove to Texas and it's tiring. But I assure you, I will never comply with that. And now when it comes to the vaccine mandates, um, it's the, I think we need to take the exact same position. I will not comply. And um, I took issue a little bit with some of the, uh, the freedom doctors, even, you know, the American frontline doctors and so forth, because um, they are gathering and they, I, I'm in a conversation where they're talking about 
ways that we can get around the vaccine passports. For example, one doc was mentioning that um, uh, she was uh, thinking about uh, or describing ways that we could actually falsify mandates so that they can get into some restaurants in New York uh, City. And also they're talking about ways to overcome the vaccine mandates that's causing so many people to lose their jobs. And so they're saying, hey, I, I found a way that we can have effectively uh, get um, an exception uh, because of my religious views, you know, religious exemption or medical exemption. And, and I just suggested, wait a minute, stop right there. As soon as you're trying to, uh, you're buying into the fact or the question of whether or not we need to have a religious exemption to not take the jab or even uh, a medical exemption, we've stepped in, we've stepped over the line and we are feeding the enemy. Once again, we are playing into their hand because according to our constitution, as Dr. Lee said, we have a constitution and a bill of rights that says, no, that is illegal. You cannot impose such something such as a mandated vaccine on any human being that has certain God-given inalienable rights. So um, I, I'm considered maybe a little bit radical on that, but you know, if we don't take a stand and, and if we don't stop playing the defensive game and get offensive, and by that I mean defending our constitution and bill of rights, this saga will go on ad nauseum until they do wear us down and we do surrender out of sheer exhaustion. And so I'm all for a strong fight, an offensive fight on the front line. And I say hit them hard with the truth and uphold the Constitution, uphold our individual God-given rights, and fight like hell. Yeah, fight like hell. It's like, you know, I'm thinking, uh, Brother Stephen, it's almost like we got a message. You know how sometimes you get that message on your phone or on a broadcast that says, this this emergency broadcast system, right? An emergency, right? It's like a disaster, danger, danger. And it's almost like that's what we're going through right now in the world. It's an emergency broadcast system. And so how do we respond to that? And then what happens after the fact? I think we're being tested. And I do believe the world is being tested right now in ways that we never thought possible. I guess we never thought it would happen right now in our lifetime because our lifetime to us is special because we're here and it, you know, we had a normal way of living. And, but, you know, when you look back historically in times, they also thought the same thing at those moments. I'm going to suggest to your friends, but, you know, when the world was turned upside down through history, and I'm sure they didn't think at that moment that it was going to be to the level of what it was. And so what I'm saying is, that in, and I've been saying this for some years to you all now, we are truly living through some incredible historical moments of time. I started saying that through the Trump administration because I seen the writing on the wall. This is before COVID. And I said to you all many times, we are living in some very, not just unusual times. These are truly, truly historical moments of time. I also said to you, wow, well, this is kind of a blessing that we are alive and we get a chance to experience all this. But of course, it depends how we react to it. And remember, you know, there's a common denominator in all of this, people. And I tell you this every day I, pr I pray and I preach to you all and 
This is a fight of good and evil. That's what this all is. It's always been that way. And that's what we're dealing with here, man. I mean, it's, it is really that simple. Good and evil. And evil shows its head up constantly. It's like whack-a-mole. You know, you played the whack-a-mole, bang, boom. You put his head up and bang him down. There's evil again, bang. I just keep playing whack-a-mole with these things. Evil, 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 everywhere. I don't have time for evil. I'm just, I'm on a, I'm on a different mission here, people. Call it what you want. Dr. Liminian, before we pause in just a moment here with both of you, I just, I want to get this out here about I, I, and both of you, actually, because I think we're headed toward, I, I, listen, I've been hearing a lot of this and I've been seeing a lot of this and this whole concept of a social credit score that you fit into the A club of us. I never did fit into the A club. OK, I'm not the kind of cat you want to have in on a board meeting or a committee meeting. If you don't want the truth, you don't invite me. I'm, and that's what people knew when I was in the boardrooms. You don't invite. That's where I got the out loud from. I was the guy in the back of the room who said things that were truthful that you, you really didn't say in those meetings. <laughs> and I didn't care who was in the room. I gave you the truth. You like it, you like it. If you don't, too bad. That's your problem, not mine. You know, that's what I'm talking about here. So this social credit score, like that, 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 that we're being uh, uh, squeezed with. Now, in the case of these passports and things like that, Dr. Li Ming Yang, you, you, you know, you and I had uh, a message the other day talking about what's happening. And I, and I wanted uh, uh, Dr. Latulip to respond to this as well. Uh, briefly, what's happening in China now, they've got a sort of a, what are the, I don't know what you call it, a virus, vaccine, uh, jab credit code system to control the people in China. And they have like a red, yellow, green sort of thing, like a stoplight to control the people. Tell us briefly what that is, please. Oh, that is a very, very uh, advanced uh, artificial intelligence this control this kind of system, which actually can restrict, it, uh, can restrict people like the dogs at home. So people are, are forced to install such app in your phone. I mean, they don't mind whether you have phone or not. If you don't have a smartphone, that's your problem. And then you have to present your code color when you go everywhere. Everywhere, I mean, it means in China, you know, the traffic public is a big, uh, the traffic, uh, public, uh, public traffic is the biggest transportation. So whatever bus, boat, plane, subway you are taking, you have to present your code. And this code, they have number, uh, have different colors. If you are red, that means you are infected. If you are yellow, that means you are uh, close contact and they need to isolate you, quarantine you, lock you. And then if you are green, then it's okay. However, this color can be controlled by the government. So you will hear that the place threat people in the street that if you don't do this uh, as what I said, I will change your color to at least yellow. Mm. And also there are people actually get changed the color because they make the government unhappy. And then there is a good reason to keep him somewhere and no one can know what happened. Mm. So this will be the final status if you lack the passport of vaccine happened in your country. Do you so see so. that happening here? Do you, do, you, do you think that happens here in the U.S. of A? I don't 
think at this moment, I don't think Americans will allow such passport to happen in yeah. America yeah. because I've seen what happened in the past two years, and I still trust your uh, constitution, and I still trust American patriots are very brave and brilliant. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, Dr. Tulip, I got to get your opinion on that real quick here. Do you still trust that? And will that happen here? Um, the social credit system is the ultimate control of the people, and it will come down to uh, one an individual's ability to buy and sell. It's, it's very much like what is described uh, in the cataclysmic uh, apocalypse that is spoken of in the Bible. And when they control you to that point, it's going to be evil. But I don't, I don't think that uh, we are yet set up for that in America simply because we still have individual private armed citizens. And as long as we are armed, we have a means of defending mm. our constitution and our mm. bill of rights. And I think that is uh, at least for now a stopgap. If mm. they take our, our weapons from us, then I think it is very possible because right now, what are we seeing? They are completely ignoring our constitution. They have violated each of our bill of rights in some way or another, and they don't aim to stop anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Well, I can tell you back, uh, my brief comment on that would be this. If they uh, tried to take weapons, as you say, uh, it would be the end of everything because there's no way Americans are going to allow that. So that would be your conflict. That would be your war that would happen uh, because they've, they've disarmed other countries and we've seen what's happened. And that's why our framers knew what they were doing. Uh, they knew what they were doing when they were sending people of power to one central area, uh, which is called D.C., the center of hell, basically, um, and uh, outside of Beijing, that is. Well, I'll tell you, we are talking. Uh, I, I'm in a mood today, as you can't tell. I, I am really in a mood I, for whatever it is. It is. Right? It's what it's what we why we do these things. We're in a mood. That's why sometimes you tune in and I'm in a different kind of mood today. I'm in a mood where, you know, you want to scream at the top of the mountain or punch somebody in the face. No, 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 no violence. Now, come on, I tell you, tell myself all that all the time. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I digress. All right. We're speaking with Dr. Stephen Latulip and Dr. Lee Ming Yang, and two of my favorites right here, man. And it hardly gets any better than this. And, you know, it's funny, just before we um, went on air here, I was lucky to get Dr. Latulip in place. I had Dr. Yang set up for it. And I said, hey, can you join me on this? I want to. I'm so glad I did, because, you know, sometimes it's those quick, spontaneous decisions we make that can make all the difference. And, and this conversation is, is exactly that. Um, listen, control in our lives. The one thing I'll say to you that I think both Dr. Stephen LaTulip and Dr. Lee Min Yang and probably you out there would agree with me on is how I typically look at these moments of life. When something happens in life that's so egregious and so atrocious and, and, and just pulls you down a few notches on the ladder of life, you know, I want to say to you something here. That is an opportunity, actually. It actually becomes an opportunity. And that's the way I've always looked at it, even as a kid. I mean, listen, throughout my life, just like you, we've all been punched down to size from time to time, right? I mean, just like Dr. LaTulip, he's been punched down to size. And Dr. Lee Min Young had both of them. I know them both enough to know they both have done it in their own lives, just like I have. But you're either victim or victor. You either sit and act like a crybaby or you figure it out and you wipe yourself off and you move forward. But, but here's the thing. It's the things we learn from those moments. 
the things we learn from those moments, they're, they're invaluable. I mean, they are the lessons of life that will bring us forward and leap us forward for all eternity, people. Please remember that. So these moments, they're tough. They're difficult. And, and I'm not talking, making any lesser about the death and destruction around us. It's, it's horrible. The atrocities that are going on, they make me sick to my stomach. There isn't a day that doesn't go by here where I get emails and messages in here, not an hour that goes by, that I just about don't have a tear in my eye. The messages that come in here, I, I can't keep up. Yeah, it's sad. It's incredible. And I want to help everybody. I just don't know how to get around to everybody. I send messages out. I reach, we do these Q and A's. We do other things the best we can, but clearly I, I'd like to think we're making a difference. I don't know if we're making a dent. I believe we're making a difference, but are we making a dent? It's, it's a hell of a question, isn't it? I don't know the answer really. It's there's a lot being thrown at us right now, people, a lot. Listen, bottom line, Let's let's all be leaders of our own life. Let's let's do the right things. Uh, I, you know, take just a quick moment to tell you to make sure you take healthy cell or take things that or whatever you take. Just take A, D, zinc. Take all those things. All those things that make your immune system be able to fight these viruses and and you know taking care of your health. I always tell you to get out and walk a couple few miles a day. It's a reason I do that because it's important. We get outside of the walls. I know I have to. I have to. I can't be botched in. I'm not a good candidate to be bottled in somewhere. I'm like the genie that explodes out of the bottle and I ain't going back in. That's me, man. Got to get out. Got to live life. Right? Got the energy. Energy. It's all about, life is all about energy. You know, and remember our energy stays here forever. Even when we move on in eternity, our energy is here, man. Energy doesn't, doesn't wash off. It's here. It's here to stay. So a couple hundred years from now, who's that out loud guy again? Yeah. You know, the dude, man. I don't know. Anyways, healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Our listeners get 20% off that first order. That's a great line of products. The banner ads back at America out loud. will get you there as well. I take the daily, the AM PM product. I take the multi product. Sometimes I'll take the REM sleep if I really need to rest the mind and the body. Um, that's incredible stuff. Uh, and focus, I've been taking a lot because it helps us with the brain fog. And I say that because COVID does give you brain fog. You know, my wife has it as well. There's no doubt about it. So check it out. Now, take any more of your time there, but healthyself.com forward slash out loud. Let's live and be lived. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's breathe, smile, love thy neighbor and chastise thy enemy here, right? Hey, we'll take a pause, my fellow Americans. We'll join you just on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. 
That's HealthyCell.com. H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shining sea. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and uh, always a joy to be with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being with us on the mission here. It's all back at America Out Loud. We are on the fight, my fellow Americans, for liberty and justice for all. That's what it is here. This whole platform, this whole program, this whole everything was all about God's mission. That's how this thing started. It was a seed that came out of really surprised me. I certainly didn't have some agenda to rule the world, but it did happen. It just kind of grew and it grew and it became a magnet. That's what America Out Loud, it's a magnet for patriots and lovers of life, lovers who love the good fight. And that's what I love about this. And I love the connections and the relationships we meet along the way of life. And today you have two of our dear friends on here, uh, Dr. Stephen Latula, Dr. Lee Meng Yang, two of our favorites really, and uh, who are part of this fight that we're pushing forward. And, you know, Dr. Lee Meng Yang, it's funny, she is a patriot. You know, we talk all the time about what a patriot is. And just like Dr. Stephen Latulip is a patriot, Dr. Lee, you know, born in China, of course, here in America now and fighting the good fight. And she's every bit a patriot that we are. Dr. Latula, what do you know about all this, this gain of function business they're still playing with, uh, which is really, really, there's only one purpose. It's biowarfare. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your feelings about this? What's going on? Well, I am concerned about it because uh, the truth is, you know, if we always go back to the basics, we have to remember that the SARS-CoV-2 strain was created in a lab. It was genetically modified, specifically, as you said, through gain-of-function research, which has one sole purpose, and that is biowarfare. And concurrently, with the modification of this virus that did not even infect humans initially, uh, at the same time, they were also producing a vaccine to, as a follow-on once the virus was released. And both of those were gain-of-function uh, works. And so the question is, what now? What next is coming? Right now, we have heard of an outbreak of hemorrhagic fever in China. And hemorrhagic fever is generally uh, associated with Ebola virus. It has been suggested by others that this is actually hantavirus. And um, to some extent, I would say, you know, when you're dealing with gain of function research, um, which virus it is, to some extent, to some extent, really doesn't matter because there's always uh, a question of the unknown and a fear that is generated from just knowing that there is gain of function research going on. In other words, 
whatever they're doing in the Wuhan lab or any other lab, we know that it is to harm people. And that is very concerning mm -hmm. to me because, you know, we're, what we're seeing now is this outbreak in China. And um, it, it's like a deja vu. It, this is exactly what happened when uh, the coronavirus uh, uh, epidemic began. And then it became a, suddenly a, a pandemic. And look at how we have suffered. Now, if they can take some of these other strains of virus uh, and Dr. Lee can probably address as much better than I can, but uh, take any virus you want, ramp it up uh, and make it uh, highly infectious and highly virulent and then spread it around the world. It could be devastating to yeah. the entire world and we could decimate a very significant portion of the world population. So think of the impact that would have on generating fear and ultimately on getting the people to comply with whatever you want to tell them to do. And that is, I believe, uh, where China is going with this. The CCP does want to dominate the world. And I can assure you that the CCP is not really interested in a global uh, global regime or a global politic unless the CCP is the head of that politic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put that. Uh, I, I'm thinking that um, it's not just uh, China that is even the concern. I'll think about the bad actors in the world who have no reason or cause uh, for humanity. Uh, these people live to die. There's a whole lot of people like that on the planet and these different belief systems and these cults that uh, come from the Middle East and come throughout the world. Uh, very primitive in nature, but one goal, and uh, that's to do harm to humanity, harm to people. I think about those people, if they ever got hold of these sort of bioweapons, and we talk about how this thing is propagating in laboratories and that sort of thing and becoming so common in the wild. Now, as I understand it, these things are already circulating in China. As I understand it, they also have actually taken areas of China and secured and won't let people out of their homes and, see, and seal them. They, where they can't even get food. What the hey is going on there? Uh, Malcolm, first I want to uh, correct one thing. It's Nipah virus. It's not the virus will cause the uh, hemorrhagic fever. Nipah virus is another type of the lethal virus. And yes, we also heard that information that in China like several months ago. And I was asked again and again by the uh, intelligent people and that um, what really happened in China about Nipah. And unfortunately, because of the strict control of information in China, we until now don't have the real exact uh, information to confirm how it happened. Uh, also, let's talk about the hemorrhagic fever. That is even more terrible because in this case, uh, when we talk about in the one of the biggest city uh, in China, Xi'an, which had 13 million people there, and we heard about lockdown. And we have multiple shots come to me and my team to say there were hemorrhagic fever. Mm -hmm. And we have seen people describe the symptoms, which looks very uh, typical symptoms for hemorrhagic fever. And also in China, there was this kind of introduction about 
the hemorrhagic fever, about marble, about Ebola, all these kind of virus which mm -hmm. can cause this disease. I want to ask you something. Also, can that hemorrhagic fever, Dr. Lee, can that hemorrhagic fever, I mean, can that circle the world? Are you, how worried are we with that getting out? Uh, okay, let me tell you something. It's, we heard that there were different outbreaks about marble virus and Ebola virus happened all over the world. Mm -hmm. However, China was never this kind of uh, original outbreak place. And so when it suddenly happened in the big city like Xi'an, plus the military control of Xi'an, that was highly suspicious. Remember what happened before COVID? Before yeah. COVID, before yeah. the military games happened in Wuhan, there were several other military drills about novel coronavirus happened in military games in Wuhan or near Wuhan. And then later on, we really see the novel coronavirus happen. So this is a very bad signal. And also we know that some source told that actually this was marble or marble-like virus. And we need to confirm with the, like the lab test. However, if you see the how China put efforts in doing this kind of uh, hemorrhagic fever viruses, you will feel shocked because China search, China collect, China studied this virus and they even steal from Canada or other uh, countries, national labs about this kind of virus samples. And they already have a huge, huge virus database, uh, which has uh, like uh, double time of the known virus than the other countries right. in the world. Because right. ch yeah, China has big source about this. They can't okay. do everything. This, this uh, again, this this fever, this hemorrhagic fever. How worried are you with this getting to uh, around the world and to to America here? How how worried are you, Doctor Lee? How? Now the, the the very the very close thing is Winter Olympics, and also we say the China why are we sending the athletes out there summer. still? Why why are we still sending the athletes to to, to these uh, Olympics? Why? And not only that, if you see the uh, policies for the athletes in China, you will see hilarious and ridiculous because the athletes were isolated in China. And the China government imposed the policies to forbid any Chinese people live in China to get close to the athletes. Even if this bus is working for the Winter Olympics, they said in the policy that for example, you get car accidents during the Winter Olympics, and if the, the, the other bus is for Winter Olympics, then you cannot even get out of your car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see, you, you need to keep physical distance away from the bus who's helping Winter Olympics in the car accident. Why? Why for that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and also yeah. in China, they have do the propaganda. You know, we have seen circulating on yeah. WeChat, which definitely is approved by government that American athletes have brought the COVID to Wuhan in the military games. Now what will they do for the Winter Olympic? We have to be aware, Mark always want to kill us. 
yeah, my yeah. case. All right. The, so, the, this, uh, this, yeah. hemorrh this hemorrhagic fever then, Dr. Latula, uh, you know, we're questioning. All right. So Washington has done a, a diplomatic boycott. Big deal. Who cares? They don't want them there anyways. Uh, how about a athlete boycott and tell, tell Beijing to go to hell as far as sending our athletes out there? Why are we taking a chance? Uh, is really the question here on this uh, uh, hemorrhagic fever. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I totally agree with you. I think that we should uh, definitely boycott the Olympics just on principle. But there absolutely is a risk of viral spread. And of course, China knows that. But I don't think that China is worried about it, given the fact that they have uh, so greatly benefited from this first pandemic. And to also get back with your question about, you know, should we would should we be worried about this hemorrhagic fever? Yeah. Well, uh, I think that, you know, there is cause for concern uh, simply because, you know, as I understand Ebola virus, I mean, I was in a PhD in microbiology before becoming a doctor. So it's been some time, but I do know that uh, Ebola virus um, is much less uh, um, infective mm -hmm. uh, compared to coronavirus. It doesn't spread as rapidly. It requires more contact. And so that is uh, very consoling to me and to others until that virus is modified. And if that virus is modified mm -hmm. to become uh, severely infectious, just as the coronavirus family exactly. uh, and other enteroviruses, uh, rhinoviruses, the whole Picornaviridae Picornid mm -hmm. family, um, mm -hmm. if it can be modified to behave like that and become highly infectious, then all you can say is the world is screwed. And the only question I have remaining mm -hmm. is that how are the tyrant uh, leaders of these rogue countries going to even protect themselves from becoming a victim of this. And again, uh, that raises a whole bunch of other questions um, that I just don't have the answer to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 I mean, yeah. And, you know, some of those, like you say, the world is screwed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to put it, uh, Doc, for sure. Uh, and uh, when you think some of these rogue leaders who care have no care of the world, which really is hard to fathom, people, that people would want to just, you know, destroy humanity in such a way. And, you know, there are people like that and they do exist. That is the center of the core of evil that we talk about here all the time. Um, so now, you know, we talk about these stories and I... It, and it concerns me a bit to even, we have to discuss these things, I will say to you first, but, you know, I, I don't like playing the fear game either, and I apologize for that. Uh, my design is not to get, oh my God, the sky is full, what if, what if, what if, what if, I don't like to do that, that's not a place to play, but these are very serious things we're talking about here right now, very serious. These are these are game enders, This these are what these things are. You remember seeing some of those movies when you were a kid of the future and scientific environments and things get out in the wild and nobody's around except the zombies are walking around. Ugh, you know, I never was a big fan of those kind of movies. So. But the point is that they do exist. And I hate like hell to think that that was the future of our world. You know, I mean, what is it with humanity and why are we doing this gain of function? Why are we playing with the devil? Isn't that really the bigger question we should be asking? Why are we playing with such evil forces? That's really the core of this thing, people. 
Why? You know, and why do we allow it to go on? And then we send athletes to Beijing. I mean, why would we be doing that? And, and DC doesn't have the capacity, the, the courage, and a whole lot of other things, which I can't really say on broadcast here, uh, but they don't have it to be able to stick back and say in their face, you know, we're not going to participate in this crap. You know, no, we're not going to do it. I mean, and our athletes, and then what could possibly come back here? That's a real problem. We're playing with fire here, people. We are playing with fire for sure. We are out of time here. I'm playing with the time clock too as well. What a what a conversation. Wow. I mean, this, as Dr. Latulip just said, there are a lot more questions. That's a good way to end that point of view, he says, which I don't have all the answers for, but there is a lot more there, a lot more discussion on all of this uh, with these viruses. I I'm, uh, I don't have a good gut feeling about some of this, and my gut always is good with these kinds of things. I, it gives me great pause, which is why I bring the information to you. Um, I mean, the legislators and the clowns we elect to get up to D.C. is all we really got, people, to be able to fight this thing. We the people, we the people who elect other people who work for us, who are the employees of the people who go to Washington to fight our battles for us because we want them to be there. That is the basic concept. Not real, not not a real big stretch. It's what makes America different, sure. But we're falling into the same trap as the rest of these dictators. We're letting those other we the people people over here that we send. To, we allow that corruption to spread just like a virus, like the coronavirus in the wild. I mean, what's wrong with that picture, I wonder? Then we got, you said, well, they're tyrannical. Well, no kidding, they're tyrannical. I mean, you know, it's just, why are we our own enemies? You know, why do we keep doing the same crap and expecting a different result? Don't you get tired of it? I know I do. I, I, I'm not one that, I don't keep burning my hand on the candle and go back for more. Like I, like, I get it at some point. Like, okay, better not put the hand there anymore. Hurts like hell. And can't we do that as a people, I wonder? Hmm. Oh, tremendous thank you to Dr. Stephen Latula, Dr. Lee Yang. Look up all their writings and their programs and things on the platform, my friends. They're under our team, under America Out Loud. Thank you out there for being with us on the mission. Share the good word. Get it out there. Let's make a difference. Leadership. That's the lesson today. Leadership. Be a leader of your own life. Don't follow anybody. If you don't like it, eh, don't do it. Go with your gut. Go with your heart. Go with your soul. Know what you're doing. Hmm. Remember, it's time to get involved and get loud.